0: There is so much isms, but the one of ableism I'm experiencing. You're diminished, you're forgotten, you're not seen. People think, how can we heal you? Equate it to hairism, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, The sense that you must have a life that is defined as normal.
1: My name is Wafaa Abdallah, owner of Curly Oasis Inc., a curl-centric salon and education platform in Rockville, Maryland. Since opening the salon in 2005, we've seen how teaching people to care for their curls is a step into a much deeper journey of self-acceptance and empowerment. This show explores some of those different journeys and the lessons that we've learned along the way in hair care and in life. This is The Curl Code. Today we welcome Luby Ismail. I first met Luby at Arabic school where our kids would go on Sundays and learn about their heritage. And then I came to find out that she is a badass. She is a strong, vibrant woman that founded a nonprofit called Connecting Cultures. It really came about after 9-11. Luby is an Egyptian-American married to an American Muslim and really saw the unfairness of how Muslims were portrayed in American society post 9-11. Luby, welcome. Thank you. So glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Let's start with being an Egyptian woman. And the journey of you embracing your natural hair. I know in Egypt now, it's it's making its way into society. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you and I are in our late 50s. And so if you could share with us about your hair journey. Well, my
0: hair journey was growing up in a small southern town in the United States. I remember... This product that my mom brought called Curl Free, and it was a relaxer. And it was all about making my hair straight. I wanted straight hair because that was the concept of beauty. And when I did go to Egypt, that was when we would go to the co the beauty salon. And what you know of that, what they would do, they would take that curling iron and you would smell your hair burning. And there would be that steam off your hair. But you would come out there and feel like, oh, wow, my hair is quote, unquote, in your mind, thinking it's beautiful.
1: And that curling iron was a stove iron that they actually put on an open flame, the Marcel iron, right? Exactly.
0: It was an open flame. Yeah. And, And that was when you changed my life. You changed my life because I was asked to speak at Microsoft. At their headquarters for Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, event. And I was going to be one of their diversity perspectives. And I thought, how could I go there and be inauthentic and be someone that wasn't fully me? And I saw you that beautiful, curly hair. And I saw also women at the Sunday school that we would convene at and those beautiful, curly hair. And I thought, I want that. And I remember coming to Oasis and you did my hair. And I was so shocked because I never thought my hair could be in such luscious, beautiful, using that adjective, equated to curls. That was the beginning. And I never turned back. It was really transformative. And in my journey with connecting cultures, I, you know, you know that I've been invited to the White House uh, with President Obama. And I would say, I'm going to the White House. I need you with that. And you're always there to say, We got you. But also, What's so wonderful is that you've taught not only me, but hundreds of girls and women how to feel empowered. That we don't have to just come to the salon, like when getting your hair straightened, but you educate. And by educating, you empower. Beautiful.
1: Yes. And, you know, there are curl specialists. It's not only me. It is a a new genre of hairdressers. And I can tell you that all of us feel the same way. It's really falling in love, watching watching people falling in love with themselves. Mm. And it's addictive. It's addictive. It
0: is. And, I mean, I feel like I'm a walking commercial for curly hair because... So many women. I mean, so many women. I mean, when I, you know, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And in my journey with MS, I have now uh, more and more needing to go to the doctors for various appointments. And I meet women who are from uh, West Africa or women from South America or women from, uh, North Africa, uh, North, uh, Africa. Yes. Um, but what they always say is I love your hair. Mm. And I'm like, well, you can have this hair too. (laughs) And I'm like, Good oasis, yeah, um and that's what I hope this podcast is providing is that it's a a way to populate um, and I guess propagate or I mean, it is a sense of how can we really inform people? Um, So I, you know, the most painful thing is to see that girls, and I know someone from Mexico, she's a grandmother, and she says her granddaughter has curly hair. And she always says, I want my hair to be like you, abuela, because she's Mexican. But this granddaughter her father is, uh, I guess, from a country where she has more curls. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I want your hair,
1: my hair to be like you, which means what? Straight. Yeah, we, we hear that a lot. Um thank you for sharing that you are experiencing MS in this lifetime. And that's really an added layer, isn't it, to hair care? Because I remember when you were first you know sometimes blow drying sometimes wearing it curly one of the challenges you have is that you, you couldn't do your own hair you were having your aides help you and they were not clear on how to help you and of course when you straighten your hair many people think well that's easy because i can keep it for a period of days and i don't have to do anything yes and it it took some time right for for us to train your your AIDS. Yes, and my my
0: my even my husband. Cause when we travel to uh like we'll be traveling in a couple of weeks and I'll make sure there's no question. And so I say we either come to Oasis uh or they get trained. But you know, with my husband, he knows Use the
1: spray bottle, break the products. We yeah. got to make sure. That's great. So you figured it out. That way, other people who are using wheelchairs, and you did teach me that, it's not people in wheelchairs, it's people using wheelchairs. Yeah, thank you. Also have success in wearing their hair curly. You know, One of the reasons that we're here today and speaking, not only are you an incredible human being and all that you do and the force that you are. Thank you. Recently, we were having a discussion and you were sharing with me this whole concept of ableism, which I had never heard of. And I think it's such an important message. Would you please speak to that? Well, it's a new one for me.
0: And it's one that because I've graduated from being using a cane to a walker to a scooter and now in a power chair uh, is the sense that life fully well lived and and valued is only through walking and through quote-unquote looking normal. Equate it to hairism, Mm. right? (laughs) Yeah. Because the concept of beauty is only straight hair. You know that you work for this corporation, or company, you've got to look, the, the company expects you to fit in, right? And so ableism is the sense that you must have a life that is defined as normal and there is so much isms but the one of ableism i'm experiencing people uh you're diminished you're forgotten you're not seen uh people think how can we heal you? Uh, What do you need? Um, And I've, well, I have my triple A, Accept, Adapt, Achieve, that, you know, yes, it's been a journey, but I live a full life. I travel, I work, I can communicate. Um, I have three children. I go out. Um, Yes, it may be different than the one that you have. The one that I was born into or that I lived maybe in the past. I mean, most of my life I've had uh, not MS, but it's more and more progressed. But ableism is one that people's unconscious bias and what I call the naive offenders.
1: Mm, Tell me Um, more about
0: that. Well, the naive offenders, it's where an offense is made that they're naive to. So they say, for example, oh, um, I'm sorry, sister well, what are you sorry about? You know, it's like, I don't look at you and say, I'm sorry, brother, you know, or I'm sorry to you. I mean, just by looking at me. They feel sorry for you. Yes. Or I'm going to pray for you, you know. Uh, I'm going to pray that you can walk again. You know, and I, as you know, as a public speaker, I've had this speech, you know, walking with your heart, and I've learned that I'm a much fuller, grateful person, honestly, wafat. by pausing and walking with my heart, because when I was so busy and moving. And I, I didn't have the, I mean, this disease has kicked my butt. Yeah. You know, this disease, I'm not saying
1: it's been easy. I think you're kicking each other's butt, by the way. it is.
0: (laughs) But it's really, I mean, there's a real sense of coming to, like I say, acceptance. And as us as Muslims, you know, the sense of surrendering accepting my fate and destiny that that in the end has given me the greatest peace um because in the end uh doesn't mean that i'm giving up i mean before you were here i had my trainer here and we were working working out as best i can and i you know as you know i swim And I'm really very strongly committed to give, give back in any way that I can. And one of the ways is always to promote a way that people can see the full humanity and feel that they belong. And that includes curly hair.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. Powerful words. I'll tell you, you have more stamina than I do. Uh, every time I see you, you've came from somewhere you're going, I think you're going to a concert after this, after working out with your trainer. And I I mean, really you're a force, you're a force and you're a rebel through and through you even, I remember that you, you would have a a sign on the back of your wheelchair. Do you remember that? Which
0: one? Oh my
1: gosh, you have so many. Do you want to share with us some of the ones you you put on there? Access is love. Yes. Yes. And I don't know what other. Keep an open mind. Yes. All of them. I mean, you're using every ounce of your being and accessories because that wheelchair is an accessory Yes. to use your voice. Yes. Yes. And I mean, a true force. Tell us about the time when you started connecting cultures it was after 911 yes yes what what made you do it how did you navigate it you know if you could just share some of that journey with us
0: well connecting cultures it was born out of really out of my own life story because i always connected across cultures and i i you know after 911 I remember the Justice Department calling, and they said, we need you. And I thought, you need me for what? <laughs> and they said, well, we need you because there's been a backlash towards Arabs, Muslims, and those perceived to be. And we received your name to help us engage more effectively with these communities Mm. that are now under risk, at risk. And I'll never forget, I was at a standing room only uh, at uh, the Justice Department. I had prepared as if I was going to be a scholar (laughs) <laughs> and I thought I needed to answer all their questions. I needed to make sure I knew. And you know what that. I'm not a scholar. I'm not an academician. And I really found that, yes, they had listened. They had heard me. But I then was asked, to go around the United States for years from then to speak with law enforcement officers, with community leaders, educators. And in the end, what really resonated was sharing stories, sharing stories about My American Muslim experience. Mm. And that my best friends, because we're actually evangelical Christians in high school, because I said they didn't drink, I didn't drink. They didn't do drugs, I didn't do drugs. Uh, we, We were able to come to a place where our values brought us together. And that's what I wanted to remind the Americans, because there was such a sense of, can we trust them? I said, we are not them. We are not those people. I am And I did this veil exercise.
1: Yes, I did want to bring that up because I really remember you sharing that with me and it resonated so much. I covered my hair,
0: even though you know now I'm proud of my curly hair, but I wore a hijab. uh, A veil. A veil. And I then did not speak. So I would tell them, don't introduce me. And I would come up to the stage, and that was actually when I was still able to walk. And I remember then with with the slide saying, what are your first stereotypes and assumptions about women dressed like me? Mm -hmm. And what did they say? Foreigner, not from here, don't speak English, uneducated, unsophisticated. Oppressed. Oppressed. What else? Submissive. And of course, the T word after 9-11, terrorist. Mm. And, And then the next slide I had was Yet, I'm none of these. And then I had the next slide. And I, it, one by one, would come up, I am, I am a businesswoman. I am a southerner. I am a soccer mom. Mm-hmm. I am a, a former Girl Scout I am a rebel. A rebel, <laughs> uh, you know. I I'm a former Miss softball America player. Wow, you know, and and then I said, I am Muslim, and the last one is I am an American, and then ended with so the next time you see a woman with her hair cover, remember she is much more than just that. Wow, powerful. You know, yeah. But again,
1: yeah. the stereotypes, you know, it, it's, it, you're right. It's right. on and on. There's certain stereotypes that we all assume to be true. And it's really demeaning to other people. And one of the things also that you told me about ableism is well meaning. And I think this is important because I didn't know this and I really want people to know it. Even though people are very well meaning, they would come and tell you how they're going to help you instead of ask you what you need. Right. And they speak louder to you and louder
0: to you. They're like, can (laughs) I help you? I'm like, no, can I help you?
1: Right. That's crazy. You
0: know, I mean, I've had it. I've had that. Yes. But when I had a cane, people would grab my cane and, and, uh, and say let me let me take that and help you or you know i can push that for you you know ask the person don't assume remember yes. don't assume because yes. it'll make an ass out of you <laughs> and me yeah right that's so but, good. Yeah. but that is till now and there i think that there is such a fear a fear of being disabled, that they don't want to talk about it, or they go way over. Um, And yet being disabled is a 24-7 open enrollment. Mm -hmm. Look, COVID taught us Mm -hmm. that. And also think about disability rights for parents who have children with autism, or think about people who are deaf, or think about people who are ADD or ADHD, or, I mean, there are so many. Think about people who just may be, I mean, it crosses all, it it's crosses race, it crosses cultures, it crosses ethnicity.
1: Yeah, it's equal opportunity.
0: It is equal opportunity. And you know,
1: even the word disabled, I've always had an issue with. Uh, You may be aware that our youngest son was born prematurely. Yes. And as a result, uh, experiences very mild uh, cerebral palsy. Even I didn't know what that was, but it's trauma to the brain between the ages of pre-birth and two. And it can show up in such a huge range. It is a huge spectrum. And, you know, he's even had certain experiences where, you know, I remember one time he was traveling to Costa Rica and security stopped him thinking he was on drugs or drunk, trying to get his bag off the, you know, the belt. And they didn't speak English and they had to get an interpreter. And he kept saying, I have CP." And they didn't get it. And finally, ah, oh, the interpreter understood what it was. And it was quite embarrassing for them, for him, even though I said, you know, you're probably serving the greater good because now these people will think twice the yes, next time. before. But the word disability to me, dis I know. What about differently-abled? Right. diff And you know, now for ADHD and all these things, I think people are saying neurodiverse. It's such a more uplifting way of describing it.
0: And I used to say I did a presentations every month, believe it or not, for the CIA. And I call my presentations diverse abilities, Mm. diverse abilities. But, you know, again, I've learned that people with disabilities are diverse. So how they want to be defined is up to them. You know, and so to be able to ask, um, I mean, for me, you know, what hurts is I'm so much more than this chair. So much more. And yet it's what people see and what they want to ask about. And talk about, and I want to talk about my children, my company, your my politics travels, <laughs> my you know my there's just there's so much but, more but this is what they see, you know, and so i've you know I've used it as an opportunity, smart and education and uh, and then I pivot, you know, I pivot to get people to. Be able to learn more, you know, and so fabulous because, you know, just like with curly hair is an opportunity because that, you know, by me going to uh, do some treatment at the doctors or the hospital, um, maybe it is for a mess, but then it's turned talking about hair. Which recently that was with a nurse, mm. and because I know they're wearing a wig. Oh wow, I know it. Yeah, and she's wonderful and beautiful and amazing. And I said, "Trust me,
1: go to Oasis. <laughs> you can learn this." Yes, and there there are other curl specialists in Maryland too. They're certainly welcome at Oasis, I but know. it is a growing field, not as fast as we want it to. If we could just take a minute, you're a family of rebels. I am? Yes, you are a family of rebels. So we talked about about you and the connecting cultures and really a very, listen, anybody who keeps talking to you about the wheelchair after they meet you is blind because you are, your energy is such a force. Thank and you. your husband also, who is an American. A white guy from Pennsylvania. A white guy from Pennsylvania who yes. was born half Jewish, half Christian, and in college found Islam. So he is literally yes. all of it. Yes. And now is a documentary filmmaker. Right. Would you like to give a plug? <laughs> yes. Alex Croner,
0: my husband, who we will have been married 36 years. Uh, is n- really been just a phenomenal supporter, and it was actually Wolfat. He was the one, Mister Straight Hair. He is said, "Luby, stop straightening your hair. Stop blowing, drying your hair." Now, stop. wait a
1: minute. He has curls too. Yes, waves. Yes, <laughs> waves. But that you counts. know, but.
0: You know, he was the
1: one that said, keep
0: your hair curly. Yes, that's so common. It's more beautiful.
1: That was him. We often hear that from husbands encouraging their wives. Leave it alone. I know. It's so beautiful. I know.
0: Yeah. So, but Alex, his company, Unity Production Foundation, UPF.tv. Has been this award winning, Emmy nominated documentary films that really is to educate and to illuminate the American public, but also the world about Islam and about Muslims, but also really to show the human stories like the last one was the great um american road trip yeah on PBS on to, yeah on yeah, route, I saw it. on route 66 mm-hmm. and and i loved it because it said the muslim uh the 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 muslim story is really the american story because they go along route 66 and they tell the story of muslims across route 66 yeah but the next film i'm really excited about because it's about love love and islam and starting of course with the great love story that it began with the prophet muhammad and his first believer uh, when he was doubtful which is Khadija. Yeah. Um but also really going through the story of Rumi um who wrote so much about love right. in his poems and uh and about Malcolm X and his sister his sister there was such a love story of her support to him. So Alex the films are really, if you have not seen any of them, Amazon Prime or UPF.tv, well worth a watch.
1: Well, and even a lot of his older uh, documentaries were about times in history where Muslims and Christians and Jews worked together to move humanity forward.
0: Islamic Spain, beautiful film that goes to Granada and tells how 700 years Muslims ruled Spain, 700 years, and, and yet it didn't last. And sadly, it scares me because looking at what's happening in our country, because we are only 240 years old. and. What led to the fall of Spain um, was infighting, Uh, Mm. and um, we don't want that. We want to look at how we can remain united. Um, And the beautiful tapestry of our diversity that existed in Islamic Spain and exist here in the United States. Uh, so we're going through growing pains, Yeah, but it's okay. Yes. Through pains comes growth.
1: That's Cleo in the background there. Uh, yeah, and so I was referring to a family of, of rebels. Your son, Zechariah, who is gorgeous, and with has curly hair. And gorgeous curly hair. I know I'm credited for changing his life, yes. even though I, I don't know about that. But he's, he's definitely you and Alex's son. Uh, I know mm-hmm. he was involved with Greenpeace for a time. He's really huge on the, uh, the pipeline, a uh, huge environmentalist. Yes. And really, his life is dedicated to fighting for the good of humanity. He's, you know, he believes that humanity is
0: at risk, and thus we must do what's necessary for the planet. Um, So as a result, his sense of, of he has taken many a risk. Um, He's now, though, doing farming, and he's also working, for the small, uh, farmers, uh, association, but he really finds that we must be able to take care of those who don't have access to natural good, uh, food. Oh yeah. And so he's in Richmond, Virginia. And Zechariah just finished Harvest, so he was here, as you saw him yesterday. Yeah, But, I mean, he works in the field, and he loves the community that comes together. Uh, But now he's very much about telling the stories of resisting um, fossil fuels. Um, and also in his films that he's making, but also in building alliances and advocacy.
1: What a family. I think the, you guys are going to save the world. I don't think so. <laughs> so I'm curious is there something that you would like to say as far as people using wheelchairs and taking care of their hair? Any pieces of advice? The way to support
0: people with disabilities in hair care. And at least for me, I know I do my journey and stages of multiple sclerosis. Find salons that can accommodate you. Mm. You know, that is humiliating uh to be not able to have easy access um and to put your physical well-being at risk for beauty for your own self care and health but i and you did that And it meant a lot to me.
1: Well, when we were remodeling the salon, we really did make every effort to consider everyone. And we are able to move. We have uh, shampoo beds, not chairs. So we are able to move it so that anyone using a wheelchair can back their wheelchair up and adjust it and we can cleanse their hair. Yeah, I love it. I just did it yesterday. It was because of you. I love it. It was because it. of you. You you brought the awareness versus to the, us. Versus
0: the sink in the kitchen. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I remember. Again, the best person to ask is that individual. We are not monolith. We are not monolith. Just like people, Black people are not monolith just like Muslims are not monolith, just like Latinos are not monolith, that there is a, you know, that I am not the spokesperson. Ask before you assume. What do you need? What can I, how can I be an ally? I say, let me tell you what My experience has been with someone living with MS, because for example, I'm saying I prefer using a wheelchair, but there may be somebody else that says, I'm fine with in a wheelchair. What's her problem? Mm. Right. Mm. You know, so don't assume. Oh, now that I'm aware, now that I've, I've been Um, given that, that conversation to, you know, to be able to recognize that you need to realize that everybody may have different preferences and, and take the time to educate yourself. You know, that this happens to people who are people of color, that too many times it's like, well, we need you to tell us, I hear this. I've heard from friends and in my work, say, you know, I'm tired of trying to feel I need to educate you. Mm. I need you to do the work. And mean, yeah. if you, it really matters, then, okay, let's put this out there. Just, I mean, now we've got Google. Dr. Google, Google ableism, you know, (laughs) and, and do, you know, just spend five minutes and, and say, Hey, I value her. I, I value this. I want to be an ally. What can I do? And now I know that, for example, it feels really good that I can send to you a f- a piece of legislation that the MS Society has sent to me to say, send this to your senators, that I'm going to be able to pass it on to you. And then you might be able to say, hey, I know my good friend. I'm going to pass it on to somebody else. That's what I need from you.
1: Yes. And I really want to interject here also. Recently, I was watching the Netflix uh, docuseries on the blue zones, living to a hundred plus. And one of the things that came out of it, and even through the pandemic more and more, is how healthy and important the human connection is. And so I would also add that however a person is diversely abled whatever a person however they show up that we really honor the human to human connection yes, and sit with them you. and speak i think you know oh, one of the so, reasons you're so vibrant is because you are such a social creature i'm so grateful you sent that because today i had a friend
0: come uh she was first introduced to me because she was going through postnatal, uh, what's it called? Depression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Postpartum. Postpartum. And, uh, she's from, uh, Lebanon and she was brought to me to kind of be a uplifting supporter, but who was here today, bringing me dates from Saudi Arabia, yogurt, Arabian coffee, It was her because she said, I want to sit with you. And it meant a lot to me because, in this busy world, and you know, social media with that, I say it's antisocial because, yes, we can see each other and see each other's lives. Great. But gone are the days of, hey, let me go drop by.
1: Let me knock
0: on your door. Yes. We have texting now. (laughs) Yes. Texting rather than talking. Yes. I mean, I still, they said that the iPhone protocol came out and it said, don't leave voicemails Mm. that it should only be text. I'm like, sorry, I'm not of that generation. I want to or people's
1: voices. Yeah. The human connection. And that's so, the best thing. And we it could do. means a
0: lot to me to see people. So and and you know, we can have a thousand friends on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever it may be. But you know what? If even if we can have three, four, five quality friends, that's what matters. Yes. I'm gonna come to you. Or I'll go to come to you.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Luby. What a wonderful. It went by so you. fast. I love I you love back. You. The curl code is brought
0: to you from the Oasis Curl Salon in Rockville, Maryland, hosted by the one and only Wafea Abdullah. Learn more about Curly Oasis at www.curlyoasis.com and continue your curl education journey by finding them on Instagram and YouTube.
1: If you like the show, please leave us a
0: five-star rating. But most importantly, please share the show with anyone you think would enjoy it. The Curl Code is a More production.